I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, I'm Sanchita Sharma. I'm the health and science editor with the Hindustan Times. Welcome to my podcast, Healthwise. Each episode will bring you up to speed with the top of the mind health, science, and environment issues. You'll hear experts who will help you better understand policy and decipher jargon so that you can make the choices that work best for you. More people are living alone today than ever before. Some are choosing to stay single. Others end up being single because of bereavement, breakups, retirement, or children leaving home. We know that families are getting smaller and social support is decreasing. And we also know that we can be alone in a crowd. We've all been through that. So where does that leave us? How can we deal with loneliness in a world where friends and family are busy and social media is our only companion? Dr. Rajesh Sagar, who's the professor of psychiatry at the All India Institute of Medical Sciences, helps people cope with these issues every day. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Sagar. So I'm going to start asking you questions right away. Yeah. Are we becoming lonelier? Are we just talking about it more? Are we just becoming more self-obsessed and, you know, talking, making a big deal out of it? Yeah, that's true. I think it's important to understand uh, what we mean by loneliness. Uh, you know, loneliness is something which is a subjective uh, feeling of being distressed or being alone. You know, that is what is loneliness. And... Uh, it does what it means that you know uh, uh, you may be in a crowd but you still can be uh, lonely you know that's one thing what we need to understand and also the other way around you know you can be alone but may not be lonely also you know so so we uh, uh, yes because uh, uh, in today's world we are talking of social media and so many other things but you know what is happening is in spite of being in touch with social media you are uh, you can be lonely uh, and uh, which is a very key phenomenon i think why we need to discuss the loneliness is that uh, it is an important predictor of uh, some of the research which has come up that it has a link with not only psychiatric illness but also physical illness also people have found like cardiac illness you know diabetes and some of the physical or medical illness have also a link with loneliness so loneliness uh, is a, such a key important thing you know and loneliness is also important uh, uh, you know factor for even suicide attempts also for depression you know for um, a whole lot of psychiatric conditions so it's interesting you said it's a mental state so how does one get into that mental state are there outside triggers or can it just be that you know you're very happy is it like depression it can affect anyone yeah of course we have to understand that you know one is that there could be outside trigger definitely you know that uh, maybe the uh, one event has occurred you know in sense like you know some major life event has occurred someone has uh, fallen sick in the family or someone has died or you know your the stress uh, uh, can be the major thing 
and uh, and sometimes you know when you are depressed then you know there may not be the external trigger at times you know a lot of people have confusion that depression will only come when you have something external trigger or external stress factor is there but depression is a medical illness you know it can be there because changes in the biological system of the brain so you know there could cannot be sometimes there is no such thing like you know the external trigger so uh, so in depression you will feel lonely and that is sometimes a key phenomena uh, in the sense that maybe the key symptom of uh, depression so even anxiety and some you know so all these can be there uh, in a person who has loneliness can go into depression and other psychiatric illness family support has gone down families are smaller you don't have extended families and young people often have to live alone leave town when they start working so there's also physical loneliness that's happening so do you think social media offers some kind of a support if you're living alone because you can at least communicate with friends and loved ones who live far away that's true i think uh, it's a very complex relationship you know loneliness and uh, uh, and social media at one point definitely you uh, with the social media you get connected and uh, with the people all around the world you know and especially it is being seen that elderly people or even young people how they get connected but what is complex is it does not mean that that takes care of your loneliness you uh, you may be connected with you know many thousands of people but at the same time you can still be lonely you know that's a subjective feeling you know and uh, uh, where uh, you know uh, you may have many friends in your facebook or social media but uh, uh, since uh, it's a virtual you know uh, uh, it's not a real uh, sense because when we interact that is uh, that the personal exchanges what we make we we try to you know understand the body language understand that the interaction which happens which is actually not happening and sometime also we need to understand the uh, because this social media uh, it is being seen in some of the research that people uh, in spite of being you know so many friends in the social media they uh, they can be distressed also the likes they get you know their likes they are not getting that's to pressure and, yeah, it's, it's a lot of social pressure to yeah, lead social, a good life yeah so uh, so that again can lead to lot of internalized problem also and so so that thing is very complex in the sense that and those it has been said those who are more into social media actually uh, they do have a problem of social anxiety and other you know loneliness and so on so i think uh, at one point yes definitely it is helping to being uh, getting connected with the people around and that sense of empowerment is there okay i, I am connected uh, you know with a friend but at the same time uh, it does not mean that uh, you know you have taken over your loneliness you know if uh, it is there, then it has to be taken care of so how can we maintain a balance how can we tell you know when we are like kind of getting addicted or we have too much dependence on social media and when should i withdraw if it happens you know um, the the best thing to understand because you know you have to that's a self help you know in the sense that you need to understand that you know what is a point where you think it has become excessive where uh, excessive means that you know you have cut down your uh, in general your social interactions with the people and uh, you have cut down your uh, activities of recreation you have cut down your activities on let's say sports and all you know so that's a point where you can say it's uh, excessive you know and uh, and that's a problem uh, social media use i think yeah so in your clinic you get people from across the spectrum you get young people who have anxiety about you know their social interactions you get older people who kids have moved out they live alone so they also so how can you 
cope with it then how can you cope with loneliness and you know now especially with coronavirus everyone's talking about social isolation and how you need to keep away from big crowds so increasingly people will be forced also to stay home a lot more than so how can you how can you make sure that you're not lonely when you're quarantined or when you're home alone that's true i think uh, because uh, as what we are discussing in the current scenario that quarantine and uh, you know uh, self isolation uh, you know it is being recommended and uh, again uh, there is a definite basis to it that you know you don't want uh, others to get uh, infected because uh, if you have uh, any problem so you know that's obvious thing and uh, that is what so what one can do even when you are alone uh, social isolation is there there are many things what you can do you know and uh, many things uh, which you know you can rediscover yourself and you can you know the hobbies what you have not done for many many years you know you can relive uh, those uh, moments you can you know look at your old uh, you know pictures photographs and you know read uh, you know uh, think about uh, what happened in the past or childhood or you know and uh, there uh, you know and so there are many things which can be done because uh, because this kind of time you, you have not got you know uh, 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 you know because in we the all busy, wish we had more time yeah <laughs> and uh, so uh, which was not there because the such a busy schedule so suddenly it has happened at this time uh, you know in terms of self uh, you know uh, isolation so one can you know do many things you know uh, and and has to take it positively i think do you have examples of people who've taken yeah, it positively yeah i have uh, you know things? many people uh, they when they uh, come to my clinic you know old people uh, old people they have come to me and uh, you know uh, when i talk about their you know uh, what has happened that you know their children are abroad they are staying alone and we need to know that many people stay alone also so this uh, uh, you know and uh, then uh, i asked about the problem so they have into clinical depression at times so of course we medicines we give at time but at the same time we do also advise that what your hobbies how so say for example a person uh, what i can talk about is you know uh, i asked about hobbies and he laughed at me and uh, he said no no uh, i used to play guitar uh, you know in my childhood and uh, you know i have not done for many many years so i said why don't you do it now and uh, so uh, just uh, smiled at me then then i realized then he came to me again uh, you know after a few weeks he said no no it was so such a lively experience i i never knew uh, that you know uh, i could be so happy with my you know uh, looking at my own uh, old hobbies which i was doing earlier that was so soothing so there are many such things which we have been doing in a childhood or even uh, in ad- adult life which we have not done which was because of many hectic schedule of a day to day many years we have not done like even simple thing like reading books and all we have not done we always say that we are so busy so uh, why not do that you know uh, the time is there relieve is, yourself you know what you're saying is we never too old to have a hobby absolutely or absolutely never- too old to start something new absolutely because that increases self esteem and there is a basis to it actually because you don't think that you are burden to anyone you you feel happy you feel because enjoyment is so important you know you we need to see that how we can make ourselves you know enjoyable self esteem how we can raise that self esteem how we can raise our confidence and these are the things which are important like recreation hobbies reading books you know watching movies so all these things which you know uh, no one need to tell about it you know you have to do on your own see that how you can you know and relaxation i just want to tell you relaxation not that our psychologists and psychiatrists will tell you do this do this. relaxation is like taking a time off time out from your uh, routine schedule i think that is itself is a relaxation you mentioned self esteem a lot of young people have to deal with a lot of 
peer pressure. They have to lead that perfect life on social media. They need to, you know, look right. They spend a lot of time, you know, putting up their profile. And they feel a lot. And it also drives them to a lot of depression, loneliness when they can't have the life they want. So do you deal with situations like that? How? What kind of counseling would you give someone? One has to see that, you know, what the priorities are and uh, see that what makes you feel relaxed, you know, what makes you feel happy. And as I said earlier, because social media, uh, of course, sometimes it's too much pressure and can lead to a problem. That is why things like Facebook depression and all has been, you know, coined, uh, you know, uh, where because of the likes, because of uh, people get, which they don't get, you know, the, the kind of problem it can lead to. And so, uh, of course, there is a pressure on that. But one has to see that that how we can get away from the virtual world, you know, and the things what we enjoy, what we like, and uh, making our own tar- uh, targets, small targets, and things, you know, uh, which make us feel happy. And uh, and also try to see that things which are making us feel anxious also. And uh, to get away from those things, how we can avoid those things, you know. Uh, uh, Sometimes there are situations which are anxiety-provoking, you know. So, situ- there are people who will try to criticize you, who will try to, you know, uh, 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 rebuke you. So one has to see all those things. And, and that is where uh, the importance of your own confidence is there, you know, your own self. Uh, so you're saying it's there. important to feel good about yourself. But sometimes you think we focus too much on ourselves because I'll give you the example of the coronavirus outbreak. You've had so many people running away from quarantine, from isolation ward. They're risking infecting their families, their friends, and a lot of strangers when they're using public transport. So do you think we need more social responsibility? Do we need more altruism in people where they see themselves, you know, not as a person who's living alone, not as an individual, but as a part of a larger society? Absolutely. I think uh, a human being is a social creature. I think we need to understand. But people forget that, don't they? Of course. I think that's a basic, that's a basic, you know, uh, tenant, I think. uh, And we need to uh, remind ourselves that we are a social creature. And and that is what our responsibility is that towards society, our family. And uh, so uh, one has to say what I am doing good, not for myself, you know, for others. I think that feeling uh, that that things should come from within self. No, but is it just a question of it's a responsibility and it should come or does it also make you happy when you do a good deed, when you do it, something socially responsible? Yes, yes, it does make feel so happy. Are there mental yes, health benefits? Yeah, yes, yes, there are, uh, you know, if uh, it is something like, you know, you help anyone. And then uh, the kind of satisfaction what you get and, and the immediate satisfaction what you can't describe that, you know. And uh, so so that one has to see that, you know, how much the benefit it has, you know, in that way. So helping. So that altruism is so important and uh, that you are helping others. It's important for your own mental health. Own mental health also. And yes. not just protecting yes, other people. Because, yes, we need to understand that that you are, uh, you know, uh, helping your own self also because uh, your self-esteem may uh, increase that you have uh, rather helped someone. So uh, definitely, you know, it gives a happiness to yourself also. Thank you, Dr. Sagar. I hope these tips will help us cope with social isolation that's being recommended now. Thank you so much for these tips and goodbye. Thank you. If you still have any queries or would like me to cover a certain health topic, do feel free to reach out to me. You can reach me at Sanchex, that is at S-A-N-C-H-X or at HT Smartcast. We are available on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. For more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. Until next time, goodbye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. 
I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.